Hello, you beautiful soul. Welcome to the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker. If you would like to pick my brain as to all the wonderful ways that we can optimize your skin and rejuvenation journey, book your one-on-one with me. If you would like to work with Katie to optimize your sleep and biohacking journey, book a one-on-one with Katie. You can learn more about booking with us in the show notes of this episode or head on over to beautyandthebiohacker.com and you can find our one-on-one booking links there. Be sure to use promo code BB15 for 15% off of your one-on-one session with Katie or I. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 19,000 rejuvenation treatments performed on thousands of patients. And I'm Katie Moore, a self-proclaimed biohacker with three years of self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. I'm on a mission to help you achieve success without sacrificing your health or happiness through my YouTube channel, Katie Type A. So join us as we sit down with some of the biggest innovators in the health space, the movers and shakers of the wellness world, and unpack some of the biggest secrets in the skincare and longevity space. We are Beauty and the Biohacker, and we're thrilled to have you along for the ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode on the Beauty of the Biohacker podcast. We have an exciting show in store for you both, for everybody tuning in here, as Katie and I will be sharing our Viome Health Intelligence results and recommendations. Let's tell you a little bit about who we're interviewing today. We have Dr. Grant Antoine, who's a naturopathic doctor, who's passionate about patient empowerment and patient education. In clinical practice, he utilizes the unique blend of applied science and medical art found only in modern naturopathic medicine. His areas of interest include preventative medicine, cardiovascular health, endocrine and metabolic disorders, environmental medicine, and neurocognitive health. Dr. Antoine has brought the same passion to Viome where he is involved in clinical trial design and the development of nutritional and supplement interventions for Viome's user recommendations and efficacy studies. At Viome, he feels the marriage of technology systems, biology, and the human microbiome provides individuals an unprecedented resource, practical and actionable health insights. The accessibility of Viome's platform also provides the means to impact the health of many more individuals than could ever be possible through traditional in-clinic services. Dr. Antoine received his Bachelor's of Science in Cellular and Molecular Biology from the University of Texas at Dallas and later attended Bastyr University of California, where he earned his Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine degree. After med school, he attended residency in integrative primary care at the Susan Samuel Integrative Health Institute at the University of California, Irvine School of Medicine. Dr. Antoine is near completion of the Institute of Functional Medicine Practitioner Certification and is an active member of multiple medical associations, including the American Association of Naturopathic Doctors, the Institute for Functional Medicine, and the Academy of Integrative Health and Medicine. Hillary is our second guest that we're having on here, which is really exciting. She brings the super nerdy stuff to the conversation. Hillary is a biochemist. We're going to have lots of fun because I've taken biochem as well. I love this. We're going to nerd out here. Hillary is a biochemist turned biohacker 
Her passion for wellness extends beyond hacking her own health to using AI to improve the health of thousands. As a clinical nutritionist at Viome, she has worked to train the AI platform to make precision nutrition recommendations. She believes that Viome's precision nutrient program can truly show the progression of disease and make someday make illness even obsolete. We've had Naveen Jaina on the show here before, and he's even said that too. It's like illness is optional. And she is an avid yoga practitioner, snowboarder, food lover, and at-home fermentation enthusiast. This is going to be a really fun episode, but maybe before we bring Grant and Hillary on, Katie, what was it like taking the health intelligence test kit for you? Well, first of all, I am so intimidated by those resumes. I know. My God, that was a lot. Um, But in all like honesty, I have uh, been doing Viome for, um, I want to say like three years. I discovered it at the biohacking conference a couple of years ago, and that was when they only had the gut test. So it was a, you know, straightforward stool sample. I'm going to spare you guys the TMI details, but you can imagine what a stool sample is like. That was great got a lot of insights from that. And then they did this health intelligence test, which involves, you know, a blood prick, like really not a ton of blood, like you would have to do at a lab, like you actually can do administer this at home safely. And then you send that away and you get so many more scores as it all relates to some of your like more long-term biological markers, things that I was actually shocked to find out like, oh, I really should probably improve that area somehow. Um, And so I am excited to dive into all of that. And uh, yeah, I've had a great experience with it. Super, super easy. Uh, It's amazing where we've come with technology these days. Like you can literally get all these different biomarkers, you know, delivered right to you through an app through, uh, you know, like what seems to be a five minute test, you know, give or take the bathroom part. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. I had actually my hubby and I, uh, my hubby's a pro athlete. So I'm always looking for ways to reduce his inflammation. Mm -hmm. I'm keenly interested in how I can actually age better. And we're going to be doing my biological age versus chronological age reveal in this episode. Y'all know we've been building up to this and I cannot wait to share this with you. I actually did an Instagram reel at Rachel Varga official of me actually kind of like doing the test and showing how easy it is with a stool sample. You just collect like a little scoop of your stool. No big deal. Put it in a container, shake it up. And then with the, the blood sample, you prick your finger, squeeze it into a little vial no big deal. It's it's really easy. I would agree with you that it is easier to get a blood sample from the comfort of your own home when it's convenient mm-hmm. than having to go to a lab or have a phlebotomist come to your home. And it's really great. It's the two in one. Same with you before I did the gut intelligence test. Mm-hmm. That really helped me isolate better foods for skin, for reducing inflammation. And then next, the second time, yes, the health intelligence test kit, looking at different markers too. So we're going to be comparing. And what we did, Katie, is what's called retesting. And mm-hmm. this is something that I encourage everybody to do before we bring Grant and Hillary on. Just a reminder, we do have a special promo code BNB that's going to help you save on your next health intelligence test kit. And you can always learn more about this episode at beautyandthebiohacker.com forward slash blog. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to be bringing Dr. Grant Antoine, naturopathic physician and Hillary Kaiser, clinical nutritionist in the house. How are you both today? Hey guys, doing great. Hey Katie, hey Rachel. 
fantastic. It's so hey, great to hey, see you guys. Man. Thank you for yeah. having us. Yeah, we're stoked. Also a little nervous to go over my results in public with people, but I guess that's that's what we signed up for, right? <laughs> I'm sure they're great. Grant, why don't you share with us maybe, and then we're, I can't wait to go through Katie's results here, but what are some of the common signs that maybe taking a health intelligence test kit like this could be helpful for food and aging optimization? Oh gosh, uh, where to start? Um, we've known for a long time, uh, at least in traditional and functional medicine, that the gut um, really is kind of the, the epicenter of our health universe, right? It's so interconnected to the brain, um, to our immune system. Uh, so it's, it's really not a surprise that um, there's, there's a broad range of signs or symptoms or experiences that might bring you to come test. Um, I think some of the more common, obviously, are gonna be digestive, common, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, heartburn, um, some folks might think about. Um, but then also uh, common conditions like acne, eczema, um, psoriasis, um, really an immune-mediated response, right, with the skin, um, cognitive function, uh, mitochondrial function, right? Um, all of these, um, you know, the, the gut and the gut microbiome play a, a primary role in influencing. Yeah, that was actually one of the reasons why I initially came to Biome in the first place was like I was dealing with all of this brain fog that just seemed seemingly untreatable through a slew of nootropics. And I was like, okay, well, I, I got to figure out what's going on here because I am in my late 20s and I don't understand why I should be feeling like this. And it turned out that I actually had a lot of inflammation in my gut. And then I later found out about the gut brain axis and how it all is tied together. So yeah, I think it's it's really important to be self-aware and tuned into your body. And when something feels off and not typical, that's kind of the time to test because by, you know, like it actually, it, you should be testing before that because by the time you have the symptoms, it's like too late. Like you're already dealing with the issue. Um, so that's, that's something I certainly learned and is why I continue to retest every six months or so. Exactly what you want to do, right? Um, it starts with the gut. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to uh, take a look at my food recommendations, but I'd love to get your thoughts on kind of what's going on here. And I know for listeners on the kind of podcast format, if you're driving in the car, like you might want to check this out on the YouTube version after if you wanted to see the full recommendations. I highly advise if you are driving not to stop and, and look at my, rec uh, my results. <laughs> but um, let me go ahead and share my screen and then we can kind of go through a couple of things because I have some practical questions uh, related to like my own diet and then how to incorporate the results to be most beneficial for me. So let's see if I can go ahead and share this. Um, so what we should be seeing, yeah, there we go, are all of the foods. And I love how you guys break this out into a couple of different categories. So you have like your avoid section, then you have your minimize and the superfoods. So there's a lot of like options that you can, you know, filter through. So I, of course, I don't know why, maybe I'm a little cynical, but I love to look at the avoid stuff first. I'm like, okay, what do I have to not do? And what rules should I follow? Um, but I mean, a lot of this is supposed to be taken with a grain of salt. And so I'm sure we can go through that. But for me on my avoid list, there were a couple of things that actually really jumped out and surprised me mostly egg whites and egg yolk. And that is kind of the bread and butter of my diet. You know, I'm 
sort of a vegetarian slash pescatarian. Don't do the red meat. I don't do poultry either. So this is the closest thing we're going to get. And maybe I've had maybe too many eggs, uh, you know, in my basket for too long. And so that was, that was kind of surprising for me to see though, because it is such a nutritionally dense source of protein that I like. And then the other thing was shrimp. So I don't eat a ton of it, but it is another source of, you know, shellfish protein. Um, and that kind of fits within my pescatarian diets and tuna as well. So you guys kind of left me like holding the bag on like, what do I eat? Like, is it just going to be protein shakes for the rest of my life? <laughs> no, no, no. These, the, nothing's uh, permanent with Viome, right? This is just a snapshot of your health at this point in time. Uh, totally. Looking at your microbiome, looking at those transcripts. Uh, so nothing's permanent. Um, I suspect with the egg whites, you know, eggs are great. Absolutely. Um, good, clean source of protein, but they're actually higher in... Uh, sulfur-containing amino acids like cysteine and methionine. And if you have a high sulfide gas production score, um, eggs are actually going to contribute um, to that sulfide gas production, which can lead to you know increased distension, bloating, just uncomfortability. Um, so while we're trying to zoom in and target those scores and, and seek those improvements, that's that's why we give the, the avoid for the eggs. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense and also is very much in line with kind of what I'm experiencing symptoms-wise anyway. I am having a little bit of distension and bloating post-meals. And I'm and even if it's not after like directly after having an, you know, a, eggs as a meal. I will sometimes get it, you know, a day or two later. So maybe that's also a sign that, you know, I need to back off on that. And I love what you said that it's not like these are not permanent. These are not like you can never, ever have a Brussels sprout again, because I would honestly like I don't know what I would do. But um, but I mean, this makes a lot of sense. Like this is also you know, leading to sulfide gas production. So what, tell me what that actually means. Like what is so wrong with sulfide gas production in your body? Like, is that not normal? Is it just, it's, you know, it's like, I'm overproducing it right now. Just maybe walk me through like the why. Yeah. It's not so much that it's abnormal or that it's, you know, deleterious to your health, but it can add to these symptoms that, you know, people commonly experience. You notice the, the bloating. Um, if we're trying to resolve these issues, then we really want to zoom in, you know, traditionally, it would be like, oh, you know, go suck on a peppermint and, and you're done. But now that we're really analyzing on the molecular level, we can look down, hey, what are these microbes actually doing? We can see that activity. We can say, hey, they're, you know, they're feeding on these substrates and releasing this gas. Now we can get down to the nitty gritty and influence that activity through the diet, through introducing new probiotics and prebiotics, you know, supplementation. Um, but really, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole new kind of mind-blown concept that we can get in there and influence uh, on the cellular level, the activity. Um, but no, it, you know, this is just temporary. We're going to address those symptoms, improve those scores, and we're going to move on. You know, diet should be dynamic. Um, it should be diverse. Um, I, I think any, any nutritionist worth their salt would say, hey, it's all about variety. It's about color. Um, uh, we want those polyphenols, those fibers. Um, you don't want to continue to eat the same thing day in, day out, which is our human kind of nature, right? We, we kind of get yeah. stuck in this rut. We get in our fast-paced lives. We need to go grab to the go to the fridge, grab what's convenient, what's easy, what we know, what we you know, what the taste that we enjoy. Um, uh, so sometimes it's kind of hard to break out of that. Um, so we get a lot of pushback with those avoids, like you mentioned, kind of like, yeah. hey, what am I going to have to do? But um, hey, it's it's all going to be worth it. You're going to um, start feeling better, 
um, thinking more clearly, um, sleeping better. Um, it's just the, the benefits just are, are fantastic. Amazing. Um, I have a question. So I am going through my results. Um, there have been a couple of things that I, that are on this recommendation list to like either minimize or to eat more of that I've never even like put in my body ever, like gooseberry, for instance, I don't even know what that is. And it's yet it's on my minimize list. So I'm just so curious, like, how do you guys come up with the, this list of foods? And, you know, I'm, I know it's all algorithmic based and I, it's probably coming from a catalog that you guys have, but I, I'm just curious, like, you know, it, some of these things I've never heard of, some of them, I definitely know I overeat like almonds, but, uh, just kind of would love you to walk me through kind of the thought process behind that. Sure. So we do sell our kits internationally. So we do try to make the food selection available to many different countries. So you may see some things that maybe aren't your local produce, but maybe people in Europe have at their common grocery store. So we really try to cater to a wide variety of people. But uh, that being said, we do try to find those common foods here in the US. That's our main population, right? So we make sure we get those like yeah, you do have some some different ones current, but garlic, I mean, everyone eats garlic, right? So, and that's a, a minimize for you. I'm, I'm guessing because of that sulfide gas again. Oh, probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was just, it was interesting. It, and it also kind of opened my eyes to how many things, like especially on the superfood category, which obviously I don't even have clicked over open here uh, because I really just wanted to look at the things that I needed to minimize. But um, if we go look at my superfoods, there were actually quite a few things that uh, I was pretty pleased by. Let's see if I can just quickly do this. Here. It's so easy to go through your scores. If you're watching this on yeah. YouTube, like this is how easy it is to navigate. Oh, the yeah. Recommendations. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. You can open it on your yeah. phone too. So you're at mm-hmm. a restaurant and you're looking at the menu. What do I eat? Oh, let me check my Viome app. Is this one of my superfoods or actually this is a void. I'll skip that entree. I oh, yeah. went out for a double date with Dave Asprey and his wife, my hubby. Okay, show off. And then, she, then she's going to show us her biological age and then we're all going to be super jealous. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's so nice because you ha- can have this on your phone when you need to make food choices on the go. And it's just really interesting seeing how other people order foods. It's like requesting like literally a piece of steak on a plate with butter and salt and steaming vegetables, no toxic rancid oils and things like that. So it is super convenient to look at the stuff on your phone. Let me ask you guys a very random question too, because I don't think I've ever looked or ever seen a like food test that doesn't say salmon is good for you. Is salmon, because salmon also appeared on my superfood list. Is there a case in which salmon, and I'm sorry to point, like, to, like, get very specific about this particular fatty fish, but I'm just curious because I feel like salmon is, like, the, like, it has this uh, um, amazing kind of, like, you know, superfood category to pretty much anyone. Is, would you say that's the case based on, you don't have to, you know, go into too much detail, but I'm just curious, like, out of all the people that do Viome, does anybody get, like, that as their avoid? Actually, yeah. (laughs) As delicious and nutritious as it is, yeah. So um, some individuals are predisposed. They create a lot of TMAO, which is an inflammatory uh, molecule produced by the microbiome, right? Um, The TMA. So if your TMA production is high, um, what this does, it's a very inflammatory molecule, um, leads to endothelial dysfunction, plaque buildup. It's really 
just bad juju for, for your heart health. Um, so if we see that activity level is high, um, then yeah, we'll absolutely um, kind of slash some of these high carnitine. Uh, sorry, I should back up. Uh, TMAO and TMA is produced from carnitine, which is higher in meats and, and uh, especially salmon is pretty high. Um, red meat, like pork, yeah. Um, so definitely um, we would ask people to cut back on that and avoid those. Gotcha. Thank you for demystifying that to, for me because I, I've taken Bioma a number of times and salmon always shows up on the thing I need to eat more of, which is a constant reminder like, Katie, you should probably eat more of this. Um, cool. Well, that's kind of a little bit of a snapshot of my results. I'm going to uh, stop sharing my screen and then we want to take it away with uh, Rachel. I'd love to see what, what's going on in, in your microbiome. That sounded like a commercial. <laughs> I thought that was really cool, Katie, what you mentioned about, you know, navigating recommendations and tips if you're following specific diets. So maybe while I bring up my scores, if you want to just add to that because you're trying to do keto and all of that, I think this is a great thing to cover. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious for, you know, the team at Viome, if somebody is going, you know, specific on a diet like ketogenic, but pescatarian what kind of, you know, solutions do you offer if some of the food groups that they're used to eating that are maybe high in protein are now on their avoid list? Like, you know, how do you kind of parse through that? And what would you say the timeline is for how long I need to abstain from those food groups before I reintroduce those back? Yeah, so um, great question. Um, the uh, best, you know, we're going to get there right now with our current dietary recommendations are really only consideration like special diet consideration is vegetarian vegan. There's actually a vegetarian toggle that you can hit will automatically pull all those foods from our recommendations. We plan to get there. So you can come and say, Hey, I'm doing paleo. Hey, I'm doing ketogenic. Um, I'm doing Mediterranean, you know, whatever this diet is, there's the possibility of, of filtering. Um, but, you know, when we step back and think about it, we're really trying to get away from these ideas of these fad diets and these diets that are one, one fit fits all um, mentality and, and really get into the data and, and your specific pathways and, and your individual expression to give you the most specific and, and well-rounded diet for you to uh, uh, improve and really move the needle on your health. But uh, as far as the time and, and, and the length that you should be avoiding, uh, I don't want to step on your toes, Hillary, but usually uh, the general recommendation is you know, four to six months um, before retesting. Um, follow the recommendations, see how you feel. You know, it's kind of hard at first to make those adjustments, but you know, once you get a rhythm and your pace going, um, it's really pretty easy. Um, and then uh, you kind know, of check in, listen to your body, and then uh, then we retest. Um, and you know, the majority of our uh, our users, our customers, they see improvements in, in that, all those symptoms we were talking about before, whether it's cognitive bloating, digestion. Um, and, and and then when they when they see those results, uh, they see their improvements in their scores, they're living their best life. Then you know, all those little sacrifices they made up front, they really kind of get pushed to the wayside. Yeah, and I might add. Just it takes time, like Grant said, to really make lasting changes to your microbiome. Like you said, three to six months. And then the other key really is just variety. So you may have some of your favorite foods on your avoid list, but if you check out your superfood and your enjoy food list, there should be a lot to choose from. So just try to switch it up and try some new things. There might, like you said, there's some new foods on there you haven't heard of. If you see them at the grocery store, give them a shot. And if you check, click on the food, there's often some preparation tips for how to cook it or 
Um, if it's an avoid food, there may be a food that you can swap it for. So definitely dig a little bit deeper into your foods and see what you can find. All right, so let's go through some of my results and reveal my biological versus chronological age. Can you guys see my scores okay? Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, just uh, let me know what, uh, how to interpret, kind of like the interpreting your scores page, because we went through Katie's uh, ideal foods, uh, avoid foods, all of that. So yeah, where do we go from here to get a snapshot of what my results and scores are? Well, let's see. Let's see where I can you scroll up for me at part of the section is cut off. Yeah, here. Excellent place to start. Let's look at your gut microbiome health. Uh, can you open that tab, maybe click on the arrow? Um, so first, you're going to see your pro progress, uh, Rachel. So you've done this test before. So you can see your previous score um, out of 38. Um, and you've actually improved towards a 49 towards that, you know, that perfect ideal score of 100, right? Um, uh, the holy grail. Uh, this is, uh, we, you know, this is improvement. We want you to track your, your, your progress over time. We don't want you to kind of zoom in too much on the number itself, but just more about the, the trend that you're seeing, right? Some folks will be like, oh, hey, I only went up seven points. Like, what's the deal? I'm doing all this. It's, it's more about um, the trend and, and where we're going, where, where we're trying to push you towards, right? Um, like Hillary just mentioned, you know, these things take time. The microbiome, you start developing that from birth, right? Really in the womb, when, you know, when we come out of our mamas, uh, we're automatically being inoculated and we're on our way to developing our own microbiome um, through, uh, you know, mother's milk, um, early diet, uh, you know, it really starts from day one. So the fact um, that, you know, the microbiome is really a lifelong development, that, you know, it's gonna take a little bit of time, um, but it's gonna be well worth it. Uh, if we scroll down, you should see, so the gut, microbiome score is a is a higher level score that um the these sub-level scores that you're seeing the inflammatory metabolic fitness digestive efficiency these are all supporting scores for that that higher what we call a level two score um and you see these um that you know they're color coded so you can see those reds are going to be suboptimal uh purples are going to be uh average um and and greens are going to be good now, so it looks like you've improved in your gut microbiome health. I, I mean, I don't know, maybe, can I ask, did you have symptoms before? Have you noticed uh, uh, improvements in your day-to-day? -day? Does, that, does that correlate for you? I would say yes, because I am avoiding certain foods, especially like kales and peppers and things like that. Uh, but I've also been playing around with different kinds of meats. So avoiding industrial meats. I still love my beef and stuff like that, but I have less and less chicken and actually mm. eggs. But uh, I've been having more actually game hunted elk and boar. And actually the night before I took this test, I had some boar sausage with actually um, a locally made bun and a Guinness. So, so just full transparency, I kind of nice wanted idea. to uh, see me having like gluten, having alcohol, what that actually would do to my score. Yeah, scroll down. <laughs> I think I saw that your protein fermentation was actually not optimal. I don't know if you're consuming a lot right there. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of the elk and bison and, and everything you're eating, but uh, based off this score, you might want to consider reducing your intake. Yeah. Um, not just to the meats, but uh, protein sources in general. I was having a lot of protein leading up to this. I like I was actually feeling really good, 
but I did kind of notice I wasn't necessarily gut wise feeling awesome, but mentally I was actually feeling really yeah. good. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, trying a little bit more of like a carnivore diet out. And this is just great to see that maybe it just isn't the best for me. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that we're seeing that reflected. Um, I wonder, can you click into the protein fermentation? I wonder if that's the same or better or worse. It's a little bit better. 79, 15, 27, a little bit better. Yeah, interesting. Um, that's, yeah, yeah that's with gluten and a Guinness as well yeah rachel you cheated you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to eat what you typically have every day (laughs) i literally was like what is the cleanest thing i can possibly eat before i take this test (laughs) it's real life i you know i'm just gonna like i'm just gonna live my life and take the test as opposed to oh my gosh everyone's gonna see my results i'm gonna eat super strict it's like no this is i love it i love the fact that you uh guinness is in your repertoire i'm like awesome yeah um if we could back up let's look at those subscores again i think i saw your digestive efficiency was also not optimal i think um that same. yeah same as before score same before, yeah not a lot of movement and then back up again because then i find i'm seeing several so um scroll down to i'm gonna see if there's gases here gas production suboptimal one point less with my new test than last. So for me, I actually really do want to try the precision supplements to be completely honest. So I'm really interested to, we're going to talk about the precision supplements and what that is and how it's made shortly here. Uh, but, but I, I do want to do it and I, I want to retest and see what happens. You know, I think, um, just by really targeting that, you know, the digestive efficiency and protein fermentation would have a a larger impact on these gas scores, right? Oftentimes when we're not digesting our foods completely, we leave a lot left over for the microbes, um, then they can ferment, produce these gases, um, that can lead to discomfort. That's where supplementation can really come in because, you know, say, Hey, this is my lifestyle. This is diet. I want to try the carnivore diet. You know, maybe I'm not as, um, uh, efficient at digesting that protein. Um, I can go and still have those experiences and enjoy that diet, but with a little added support from supplementation, continue to move and then continue to see, uh, you know, me improve upon those, those scores. And I mean, to be totally honest, one of the reasons why I do eat this way is I hop in my Land Rover three hours into the bush, make a fire and have some food. Right. So, so this is kind (laughs) of what this is reflecting. I have a quick question for you guys. How much does stress like, chronic, you know, physical and mental stress play as a role in these scores. I imagine there's probably some correlation. I don't know if you're able to, you know, actually delineate that, but I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, no, we see uh, in our data, we see correlations with stress, anxiety, mood with poor digestive function, right? Um, Poor motility, um, increased fermentation, the gases that we're looking at. Um, we don't have a direct score per se that that really uh, monitors that. We do have our stress response uh, score that really looks at um, kind of uh, the, the exposure, kind of like what our cells are seeing uh, in terms of stress, oxidative stress, toxins, um, and then also the influence of our, uh, our gut microbiome-induced stress. Um, so activity and inflammatory activity, um, kind of the putrescine levels, ammonia levels that are really inflammatory for that gut lining. Um, so kind of a, a little different spin on kind of the stress you're talking about, but still, uh, you know, 
a lot of insight. Um, and what's interesting about this stress response health score is it's really a good ratio of looking, hey, what's the activity in my gut on the other side of this wall, right? Because we've got this thin tube and it's just one cell layer thick from the external world to our internal biological world, you know, the, what our cells are experiencing. How is that activity in the gut being experienced on the other side uh, internally? Um, so it's really this ratio. Uh, and what we'll find is often when there is maybe high microbiome-induced stress or inflammatory activity, um, a lot of that can be self-contained, right? We, we look at gut lining scores, for example, um, and LPS activity, um, LPS production. All of this can be very inflammatory and lead to things like insulin resistance and uh, endothelial dysfunction, heart disease. But if that cell wall that um, I was mentioning, the gut lining is well-maintained, um, a lot of that activity can, can be contained within the gut and you don't see the immune reactivity and stress response from the cells. So that's really kind of a call to action, right? It's like almost you have this time bomb in your gut. You know, at the moment, the current moment, it's not, you're not getting all those downstream effects um, that you might see if you didn't have a good, strong gut lining. Um, so it buys you time to say, hey, you know, I, I recognize I've got these issues in my gut. I've got this um, increased inflammatory microbiome activity. What, you know, what, what actions, what steps can I take to improve upon that? So I don't, so it never becomes a downstream issue. And this is kind of the, that progression of chronic disease, right? Why is it that, you know, we live our lives for years and years and years with, with, with doing whatever, drinking that Guinness, you know, going to those campfires, um, and we have no issue with it. And then just one day, you know, we turn 50, whatever it is. Um, and now we've got, uh, you know, diabetes, heart disease, what have you, cancer. Um, it's really these, these activities, these signals that are in the gut, that are in the cells that, you know, kind of going undetected until now that are, are kind of setting that course um, towards chronic disease. But now that we can detect them, we can, we can, they're actionable. Um, you know, knowledge is power um, and we can really move the needle and, and kind of redirect ourselves to our, towards a, a path towards health um, and healthy aging, right? So it's um, this idea of like your, your genes are your destiny and, and we're all going to turn 50 and have some heart disease or cancer. It's um, we're really working to fight against that, that mentality. That's fascinating. How often would you recommend people retest if they have a very kind of clear uh, outlook on, I want to age gracefully. I don't want to deal with chronic issues. Would you say, cause I know Naveen who has been on the show before and is the founder recommends every three to six months. And for me personally, like I'm actually, um, I'm moving again from Hawaii back to California. And I imagine that my microbiome is going to change pretty drastically in a short amount of time. So is it, typical for six months to a year, or would you say even less for people who are going through big life changes? Yeah, that's a good point. We actually do recommend if people are going through a big life change, that that might be a good time to break that four to six month cycle and test again. And we have some, you know, professional athletes, biohackers that they want to test every month. And that's fine too, if that's in your budget absolutely go for it. You're going to get some great feedback and you can really fine tune your diet and your supplements that way. But for the average person, if you're not changing your lifestyle too much, four to six months is reasonable. That's a good testing period. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think 
it also must take some time for your microbiome to adjust to some of these new changes too. So as much as I would love to test like every day, I don't think that would be as effective because I don't think the changes are going to actually take hold in that short amount of time either. Right. And so we have that intravenous test that you can just wear around. We'll have to spread Are you hinting that this is coming next year? No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to give anything (laughs) away, but maybe one day. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I have to say, Grant, I'm curious about this, um, some of the stress response and cellular stress. So I've been doing quite a bit of work with the atmosphere cell trainer at Upgrade Labs, and that's like literally stressing your cells out. And I actually feel like I had a pretty decent score with cellular stress. What, what is the score telling us? Yeah, it's really good. It's telling us that your your cells are resilient. You know, uh, maybe if they are being stressed and and they are being exposed to uh, reactive oxygen species, toxins, um, but their defenses are good, they're resilient, um, and they're they're handling that stress, which is that's life, right? Um, we we're not going to get away from toxins. You know, living in the city, I don't know if you guys are in LA, breathing in that fresh air that you get every day. Um, it's just a fact. When you go to the gas, the put fuel in your, in your vehicle, you know, you breathe in that, that gasoline, you're smelling those fumes. By the time you smell it, it's already in your bloodstream. So there's, there's no getting away from uh, these exposures, right? This is just um, our life as we know it, you know, modern lifestyle. Um, there's going to be emotional triggers, right? Stress, um, cortisol. But what we can kind of, you know, everyone back in the day, it would be, hey, you got to reduce your stress. You got to reduce, you know, there's no getting away from stress. It's more about this, hey, improving and, and, uh, supporting our, our our stress resiliency um, so that when we we are faced with these pressures um, these exposures that um, we can handle them we can move forward um, resolve them and you know we're on to the next one right um, yeah. but that's what the score is telling you I was really happy to see this score because I have been doing a lot of work mentally psychologically to keep my stress levels down so to me this is just kind of affirmation. Um, that all of that is working and coming together. And I do take a ton of antioxidants as well. So this, I wonder, is kind of a contributing factor to potentially my biological chronological age. So I kind of want to do a little bit of a reveal here of what my biological age actually is. So da-da-da-da. And uh, Grant, I'd love for you to expand on why my actual age, I'm 35, but my biological age is 26. That's nine years younger. I have also done a second uh, biohacking test, and it did show a younger age as well. So this isn't just you guys. This is another test that's shown that too. Can you walk us through how you actually measure biological age? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you're definitely living the dream. This is what we all want to shoot for, right? Because there's this idea that, you know, our that age, our chronological age, that, that 35 um, is kind of our fate, is, is our destiny. Um, but we've learned that, in fact, you know, we it's, it's not. Um, it's more about this concept of our biological age, you know, the function activity of our cells um, and uh, our tissues and organs uh, that you know, may be aging quickly or, or more slowly. Um, and, and ideally, um, we can maintain that function that we have um, in our younger years for as long as possible. Kind of, you know, you hear a lot about um, uh, squaring the curve. It's the idea that we can 
um, live longer, more healthy lives. Um, and then ideally we're healthy, healthy, healthy. And then we just could put, we expire and we're done instead of this, Hey, um, we have our healthy years. Uh, then we kind of go through this, this stage of, um, you know, we had our fifties and sixties. Now we're going to live our unhealthy years, be really limited in the activities we can do, um, uh, be debilitated, um, and then kind of live this like kind of tapered off life. And, and, and then we die. Um, uh, but, um, what's great about this is it's, you know, it's not just the fact that, oh, wow, your, your biological age is 26, um, versus your actual age. It's, it's actionable, right? Um, we can say, you know, if we were to come in and look and you were actually, your biological age were, were 40 or, or higher, we can come in and say, Hey, you know, there's, there's room for improvement here. And, and it's never too late through nutrition, through the diet, through the microbiome, um, through supplementation, really, uh, stop or reverse this this biological age to to restore function um um and and really age more gracefully right what this tells me essentially is that all the stuff that i talk about here is working all the biohacking stuff that i'm doing is working uh reducing my stress levels oxidative stress one of the markers that we know that can be really helpful in understanding someone's age, chronological age, aging process is telomere length. Now, does Viome look at telomere length? And how, how really do you come up with this with this score? Well, there's papers to explain it. Uh, it gets into some pri- proprietary uh, realms, but really it's a combination of um, your cellular activity, um, those transcripts, um, and the microbiome activity. Um, and using both of those, uh, the machine learned model, the, the AI, will take that, compute it, um, and, and calculate your biological age. Right. So we're taking our population and we're looking at everyone who's, you're 35. So we're looking at women who are 35 and we're saying, what are the typical signatures in their microbiome and in their human gene expression? And some of those may be telomerase and, um, you know, their cellular stress pathways. So what is that typical signature? And then we compare you to other groups. So do you fall in 35, 36? And for you, you're falling right in line with 26-year-olds. So congratulations. That's so great. Yeah. And that's actually after two pretty brutal car accidents and like sprained ribs, sprained pelvis, concussion situations, stress with that. So Katie, I know that, you know, you are the biohacking extraordinaire, professionally trained journalist here. Uh, I'd, I'd love for you to uh, s- switch gears into our next question for Hillary here. Yeah, I guess I would love to know, you know, I've done a lot of tests out there, a lot of at-home tests and in-lab tests. What really makes Viome different from kind of all of the other options that you might have on the market? Sure, it's a great question. So Viome is really the most comprehensive, personalized, easy to use, and affordable test kit on the market. It's really comprehensive because we're collecting your stool and your blood. Um, We're measuring that and we're measuring the RNA in it. We're not looking at DNA like most tests on the market are doing. Uh, What's interesting about that is your DNA isn't going to change throughout your life, whether you're sick, you're healthy, you're dead. It's always going to be the same, but your RNA is what's going to change. That's what's going to tell us your, your actual state of health. So we're looking at hundreds, maybe even thousands of pathways there. So it's extremely comprehensive. Um, our results and recommendations are very personalized. 
You get a diet plan in your app, like we saw before, your superfoods, avoid foods, that's all personalized for you. It's not a fad diet telling you what that, you know, everyone should do. It's exactly what you need for your microbiome and for your human body, your host gene expression. And then uh, it's also, what's also personalized is our supplement program. Uh, we have been selling precision supplements for just about a year now. We just celebrated our one year anniversary and our precision supplements are completely custom made for you. They're uh, blended by our manufacturer and shipped straight to your home. They are uh, eight capsules a day in a little sachet like this and a, a stick pack with your pre and probiotics in them. So completely personalize your formula. No one else has this formula. It has exactly the dosages that you need and exactly the ingredients that you need. Um, so it's easy to take with you on the go. Um, you don't have to have hundreds of bottles, us biohackers. We know what that's like, right? Um, so it's just stick it in your pocket and go. Um, and so easy to use. You guys know it's just easy at home, stool test, little finger prick, little bit of blood. And you get your results now in about one week. So we're at, at I think, eight days turnaround time you get your results. So we're really happy about that. And uh, I think it's really affordable, too. And I know you guys are offering a coupon code. So make sure you guys check that out. That's awesome. And Katie, I know you've taken some of them in the past. I'm really looking forward to really uh, using the pre-probiotic sachets and precision supplements myself and then retesting and seeing what's going on there. Let's see if I can get down to 25. I always joke. This is a mindset thing. This is really interesting. I always joke I'm turning 25 again. So we have to be very careful with the words that we choose when we're talking about our body, mind, spirit, and energy because things can actually manifest and I'm pretty darn close and we're where to get there? What do you think, Katie? I mean, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to just manifest that I'm going to be a 15 year old again. <laughs> Although I don't know if that's even physically possible. Like how low can you really go? Right. I don't know that anyway. Um, I guess I, I would just love to know if you guys can potentially tell us about like some of the stuff coming down the pike. I heard stuff about an oral microbiome test, like a year and a half ago. Is that, is there any truth to that? Not to put you on the spot, but just curious, like any new developments that we can look forward to in the new year? Yeah, absolutely. So we are shooting for the saliva test to be available early next year. So that's going to be measuring your oral microbiome, uh, your oral health, and some other biomarkers associated with your oral microbiome. So it's, it is coming. Thank you for your patience. Uh, I think we got set back a lot with COVID. But uh, we're, we're grinding. It's coming. That is very exciting. I'm so eager to try that. I know there's a lot of correlations made between oral microbiome health and some other, um, you know, aging-related uh, chronic diseases. And so I'm, I'm very excited to see kind of what the insights I get from that are. Yeah, it's really kind of counterintuitive, right? This idea that let's the microbes, you know, we're fairly desensitized to the microbes in our gut, but the idea that these microbes in our oral cavity can influence things like our blood pressure, our heart, you know, cognitive function, um, and then even cancers, right? We got uh, FDA, FDA breakthrough approval on our, our oral cancer and throat cancer uh, detection. We can actually, um, through microbial signatures in the saliva, um, predict, um, you know, if you're on this trajectory towards towards oral cancers, it's 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 amazing. This is incredible stuff. I'm 
I feel very privileged to be living in 2021, 2022. Like this is a cool time, right? Like we didn't have this kind of stuff even 10 years ago. This is revolutionary. I am, I am first to sign up for that microbiome test of the, uh, you know, oral cavity, because I think that stuff is absolutely fascinating, especially if you have a history, a genetic history of some of those cancers in your past. Like, I think it's, it really like will make some more people um, eager to kind of get tested earlier rather than later. Yeah. I find this whole concept of testing for our ideal foods um, kind of a no brainer because dealing with skin and aging, I get asked all the time, Rachel, what's the best diet for acne? What's the best diet for hyperpigmentation? What's the best diet to slow aging? And it's not actually any one diet. It's really following what's right for you and what's going on with your body and your epigenetics and all of that. So I'm a huge fan of recommending Viome to anyone who's wanting to clear up their skin, clear up brain fog, and really get some detailed metrics that you can test again and again, like what we did going through our results. Katie and I, that was a lot of fun. And then seeing how we're living our lives and if it's making us older or if it's actually, in, in fact, helping us age backwards. I know that that's a really, that's kind of like what everyone fears is aging, but at least if we can slow it down, then we can, you know, have some fun in this meat suit of being a human. So do you guys have any closing words for today? No, just thank you so much. So grateful for your time and pleasure to meet you guys. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I'm really happy you guys took the test. Your scores look great. Keep up the good work and thank you for having us on. Thank you. And thank you for like, it's it. what a privilege to have the two of like the top people at Biome, like walk through our results side by side. I, I just, I am blown away. And I, I really thank you guys for your time, your service and what you are doing in this space. Cause it's truly remarkable. Thank you, Katie. Personally, I feel like the information we get uh, through our downloadable reports are fantastic so that lay people can go through it or if they want to download it and share it with their practitioner, that's also an option too, which I think is great. And just to give reference for price point, these test kits are like 250 to 400 bucks now to do food sensitivity testing before with a practitioner would be about two to three grand. You'd have to have your initial consult, then you'd have to pay to do the test, then you'd have to do follow-ups to interpret your results. So really, Viome, you're empowering uh, humanity right now to pay attention to their health and their metrics. So I just think that this is great. And uh, thank you to everybody for joining us today. And to learn more about today's episode, you can go to beautyandthebiohacker.com forward slash blog and get your biome health intelligence test kit. Check out the pre probiotics, precision supplements. It's like basically a whole bunch of vats. And based on what your metrics are, the ingredients are made to order and use promo code B and B. All the information you'll need is going to be in, in the episode show notes and share this episode with a friend or family member that you think could benefit from some tips for food and aging and inflammation optimization. And thanks everybody for hanging out with us all here. It was great to connect and meet you, Grant and Hillary. And it's always a pleasure connecting with you, Katie. Hope everyone has an awesome day. You too. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Rachel. 
Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning into Beauty and the Biohacker today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a comment or share it on your social media account and we'll give you a shout out. And don't forget to head over to beautyandthebiohacker.com to check out all our episodes and our favorites page where we include our curated list of products with special discount codes just for you guys. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter because we're sharing some exclusive content and giveaways you won't want to miss.